Welcome to Marriage Mondays with the Kings. I'm Kenya. And I'm Shan. And, and we, we are, are the Kings. Kings. Happy Monday, you all. We hope and pray that you all had an amazing weekend. Happy Valentine for those who are out there celebrating Valentine's. We're going to go ahead and open up and let you know about our amazing sponsors right here on Marriage Mondays with the Kings. We have Hope, which is helping our patriots evolve. This is space for all veterans and their loved ones to come and feel like they're accepted and understood. Veterans around the globe suffer every day from a pain they cannot escape. Hope offers encouragement for those who are searching for a place to connect. Let us be a supportive resource as you travel along your journey. Hope is not for mental health services. For that, you'll have to find a supportive mental health resource within your community or at your local Veteran Health Administration. For more information, please visit their website at HopeVeteranStrong.com. Next up, we have Christian Humor for slash Inspiration. This is a group that is designed to uplift, inspire, and bring humor to everyday life in a Christian way. If you're into social media, please check them out simply by going to search them on Facebook at Christian Humor for slash inspiration. Are you looking to buy or sell a home? Prolific moves start here with Prolific Realty. Visit their website at www.prolificrealtors.com or call Alexis White at 254-702-5332. Now we're going to take this time to open our show with a word of prayer. Like we always ask, if you are safely able to join us by bowing your head, please do so if you are listening with your honey or your family. Please grab each other's hands. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for life, strength, and health on today, dear God. We thank you for your love, Heavenly Father, how you have continued to cover us and protect us, dear God. Dear God, we are forever grateful, Lord God. Dear God, I pray and ask right now in the name of Jesus, dear God, that you would continuously remind us not to complain, not to be negative, but to be thankful for all that we have and all that you are doing in our lives, dear God, in your timing. Dear God, we lift up this series of generational curses to you right now in the name of Jesus, dear God, each and every individual who's desiring to be a curse breaker of generational curses for the sake of their future generations, dear God, we ask that you would gird them up, dear God, that you would strengthen them mentally, physically, and emotionally for things that they may discover, dear God. Dear God, we ask that you would just keep them and protect them, dear God, because we know that the enemy is not pleased about this series, Heavenly Father. We thank you for those who have came forth, dear God, those who have shared with us the things that they have learned, dear God, and how they are grateful for this word that you are allowing us to speak, dear God. Dear God, we ask that you will bless tonight's show, Heavenly Father, that things and words will be said, dear God, that will penetrate deeply rooted the hearts of individuals who are listening, dear God, that would give them the unction in their spirit, dear God, to desire change, to no longer continue to just allow things to pass through to them as far as curses generationally, dear God. Dear God, we ask a special prayer for this show, Heavenly Father, this station, dear God, and those who are listening under the sounds of our voices, dear God. Less of Kenya and I and more of you, dear God. Thank you for all that you have done and all that you are going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And our foundational scripture for the show is Matthew, the 19th chapter in the sixth verse. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. And our motto for the show is helping to build stronger marriages, which lead to stronger families and stronger communities. And our disclaimer, views expressed on this show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This station holds no responsibility for the validity or accuracy of information on this show. 
And please keep in mind that although we are counseling professionals, the information shared on our radio show is for ministry educational purposes only. Also note that topics discussed are reflective of supporters who contact us desiring to have a deeper knowledge of these topics. No information is shared on our show based upon our counseling experiences. Topics are for the encouragement of marriages, families, and communities as God desires for us to minister. And as we get ready to jump off in today's show, today's topic will be a continuation of our series on generational curses with an emphasis on family secrets. Once again, today's topic, generational curses with an emphasis on family secrets. Yes. So just to go ahead and jump straight off into it, um, we are trying to get more to give more time to the subjects that we discuss. So just to kind of let you all know, um, again, thank you for the individuals who have been reaching out to us in reference to the show and the, the information that you are receiving. We greatly appreciate it. It is not about us, but what God is doing through us and what God is allowing to be um, communicated to you. Now we put out on our social media what individuals thought about family secrets. Um, would they share the secret? Would they not? And to be honest with you, there were a lot of mixed responses. Now, one of the things that Kenya and I said about this generational curse series is yes, we do have a schedule you know, ordained by God that God um, has given us as far as topics, but we are going to allow God to have his way. I have a feeling, I don't know, um, we're not going to rush through tonight's topic. We are going to take our time. And if it takes two or three um, shows, if you will, to get through this topic, then that's what we are going to do. Be led by, by God. And so again, going back, we put the question on social media and there were a lot of mixed responses as to whether or not an individual would share a family secret. Um, now, I'll just go ahead and just answer it for myself. Would I share a family secret? Now, this is kind of how I look at it. Um, if it was somebody else's secret, I personally um, would, and say somebody came to me and they personally asked me about this family secret. If the individual who... Um, is able to have that conversation with them and share the truth with them is still living, I would direct them to the individual to have that conversation. So to the source, um, because I don't believe, you know, in that regards is my secret to tell. Now, um, if it was something in which had to do directly with me, I'm going to tell it. That's just what it is. That's just me. I know everybody's not in a sense set up like that, is not built like that, but I am going to tell it. So if they directly ask me, then I'm not going to hide. So that's just something to kind of start it off. Um, I have almost like three pages of notes. God woke me up at one o'clock in the morning, actually on Saturday morning and downloaded a lot of things in my spirit in which I will be sharing with you all on tonight. And Kenya and I probably converse back and forth, different things like that. But just kind of like we always say, you have to keep in mind before a generational curse can be broken, it first has to be identified. What that means, and we've been saying that throughout this series, is you have to get to the root of the source. So we are purposing to use different avenues um, so that way you can gain different perspectives in your journey if you decided to be a generational curse breaker. Right. And when we're talking about family secrets, you know, 
First of all, we have to dive into maybe what a family secret is. And it can be different things for different families. But one thing that I want to try to make very clear is I believe that all families have some type of secret. Amen. And I believe it just all depends on to what level that secret is doing damage or harm or whatever the case may be uh, when people decide if they're going to talk about it or not. And so with that, you know, what can be some examples of uh, a family secret? Uh, maybe there is a brother and a sister who uh, were adopted mm-hmm. by a mother and a father, uh, but they never told them that they were adopted. They just go along as if, you know, we're your natural born parents. But then when that one of those children gets sick mm-hmm. and let's say they need a, um, a blood surgery, blood transfusion, mm-hmm. and then they find out why well, our blood types don't match. How is that? You know, now you've got to get that out there. Now, I just want to put a disclaimer out there. When it comes to family secrets, it has to be up to those individuals on who's going to talk, who's going to say something, if they're going to bring it out as a whole. Mm -hmm. Because everyone doesn't always know the situation and circumstances of why some things are kept a secret. Mm -hmm. However, when it comes to generational curses, when we keep those secrets out there that can break a stronghold on the family, Mm -hmm. that can break a stronghold on the individual, we keep holding on to that. So what do you think that individual is going to keep holding on to? Right. It's going to be that same thing that's going to continue to go down from generation to generation. So at what point are we going to say something to try to stop it? Mm-hmm. Now, we would be remiss if we sit up here and tell you about these um family secrets and may not tell you how to deal with them. So we're definitely going to do that within the show. But there's going to have to be some maturity that's going to be involved. Uh, there's going to be have some openness. That means when you conversate, it can't be about fussing and fighting and blaming and all that stuff. Right. It's about getting to the end so that individuals have a increased chance to have a healthier lifestyle, maybe. Maybe to be able to break that generational curse so that they're not bound by the chains of bondage, so the enemy doesn't have a stronghold on them or a grasp on them, but they can be broken free and they can be under the... Um, hand of Jesus Christ to say, maybe there's forgiveness that can go on. Maybe there's healing that can go Definitely on. Healing. There's a way for me to move forward so that this doesn't happen to anybody else in my family. Mm-hmm. And so, like we said, we are going to hit this topic from so many different avenues. So we ask, you know, if you are note takers, hey, take your notepad out, you know, go ahead and take notes um, and things of that nature. So many think by keeping the secret, they are protecting the individual in actuality, um, when the secret comes forth, it causes more harm when it comes out and it or and or has the potential to cause more harm. And so I was sitting up thinking about that because I've heard people say that, well, we just don't want to tell so-and-so because we're just trying to protect them. Okay, what is it that you're really protecting them from? Are you protecting the individual or are you protecting yourselves? Oh, that's good. So that's, that's, it's so many questions. And so then I was sitting up thinking about this because, like I said, I was up from about one to, oh, maybe three, four o'clock in the morning in scripture, all kind of stuff. And so I was thinking about it like this. Do we just tell ourselves that we are protecting the individual? So that way we don't feel guilty about the secret that we are keeping within the family. Mm. So let's think about these things. Now let's take it deep. Y'all know Kenya and I, we've been doing this for some time. Like they say, we true to this. We not new to this. So we are going to go really deep in some questions. Now, what I desire for you all to do, like Kenya said, 
Every family got some secrets. I don't care what nobody say. I don't know about a perfect family that do not. Somebody got a secret or some strong secrets buried somewhere. So if you know of a family secret, keep that secret in the forefront of your mind that you know of while we are going through this show. So I know Kenya got something and then I'm, I want to go to some scripture and different things like that. Yeah. You know, I want to jump back to, to what you were saying is that, you know, we ask, we have to ask ourselves the question, why do people keep family secrets? Mm. And there's a lot of different reasons out there. The, the thing that you brought up and the thing that I had in my notes as well is once again, feeling like you must protect someone. Mm-hmm. And, and so I can understand that to a point. Uh, maybe there's something that a child doesn't need to know until they're able to be able to comprehend that. Right. Uh, maybe there's a time and a place that something has to occur uh, and settings and situations have to be right to bring this out and be able to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But when you talk about feeling the need to protect someone, let's talk about these individuals that have gone on before us. Mm. That, that's already been called home by God. Right. Uh, who are you protecting at that point? That's true. That's you know, true. whatever secret that may be. Uh, that person, I mean, they're dead and gone. Mm-hmm. Talking about them, what, what is that going to do? But a lot of people hold on to those secrets because you ain't going to be talking about my brother like that. God rest his soul. You're not going to be doing mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. Lord, have mercy. You know? But what we have to understand is that, yes, that person went on. Nobody is perfect. How are we going to deal with this if we don't talk about the situation Come and the on. problem that is at hand? Mm. I believe another uh, big reason why individuals don't talk about family secrets is embarrassment and shame. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm ashamed that somebody in my family did this. Well, are you going to be more ashamed that it keeps going from generation to generation to generation because somebody isn't saying something? Hmm. And, wow. it, and it keeps running rampant. It keeps showing up. Or is it the fact that, you know, when you protect some individuals, you don't want somebody to get in trouble? Mm. You know, well, if I say this, you know, statute of limitations about this, statute of limitations about that. This person could go to jail. They could face this, that, and the other. Totally understand that. But if that individual is still doing that same thing to other individuals in and outside of the family, they're still breaking the law. When is it going to stop? Mm-hmm. And so the the last thing that I kind of want to talk about here really quickly as to the whys, and, and this, this hit a big one with me because God dropped this in my spirit, is that nobody wants to be blamed. Right. Mm-hmm. It's your fault. It's your, you're the reason why this occurred. You're the reason why this person turned out to be this way. You're the reason why the family is split. Mm-hmm. Well, we have to understand that whenever there's a problem, it's not always about uh, assigning blame. It's about how are you going to move forward to increase your quality of life? Right. right. See, we think that when we have problems and issues in our lives, that the way that we ultimately get over it is to place blame on somebody. That's not doing anything. That's true. What are you going to do to move past that? Because mm-hmm. once all that is brought out in the open, the situation is still the same. How are you going to heal? How are you going to use forgiveness? How are you going to be able to move forward so this doesn't start a generational curse that jumps from family to family member just down the line all the way down? Right. Now, I will say this, and and I'm not trying to play devil's advocate here. Uh, Some people believe that, you know, sometimes there's just some things that's better left unsaid. Mm. And, And I can understand that to a point. If you don't know how to attack the situation, if you don't have all the information, if you don't know if it's true or if it's not, then, yeah, maybe there's some things that's better left unsaid until we can do some research and find out what's really going on. But then we have to understand sometimes that if a person doesn't say anything, does the thing get uh, bigger? Does it get worse? Right. Mm. You know, and, and I'll give you a a prime example. I'm going to be the pot calling the kettle black. 
Uh, my wife has owned me all all the time about my health. Mm-hmm. I generally tend to believe that at a, as a 50-year-old, I'm in pretty decent uh, shape. I'm in pretty decent health, but I do have some health issues. Right. And there's times when I probably should say something early and not let it get to the point where it gets worse. And, and I was at a point sometimes when my pain level was probably knocking around um, a, a five or a six. And I'm not saying anything, thinking it's going to go away. I'm doing little home remedies. It's really not doing anything. And then when all of a sudden it gets up to that eight or nine, now I'm up in the emergency room. Mm -hmm. Well, if I would have said something earlier, maybe I could have got there earlier or did something to keep me from having to go to the emergency room. So why do I say that? We have to look at the thing to figure out that when we see a problem, sometimes it's best to say something mm-hmm. before it gets out of hand. Right. If you know that one child was molested, why are you going to wait till it gets to be eight, nine, and 10 of them before somebody says anything? Right. And then what always happens is people keep family secrets. And what it ends up doing, you end up blaming the victim. Right. Yeah. Instead of the, the issue that's at hand. Mm-hmm. So because the child didn't know that they were adopted and they start acting out. You start blaming the child for their actions, but what started that in the first place? That's true. What's that's what we that's what we have to go back to. So when people say that they don't want to be blamed, sometimes you have to be blamed because if you don't bring some of this thing forward and handle it in an appropriate manner, you're continuing to hold on to the thing that's causing the damage. That's true. A- an analogy of that is easy. When I was a child, I grew up in uh East Texas, uh, I stayed in the woods. You know, we hardly ever went inside except to eat, sleep, take a bath, and then we start our day back outside again. We played in trees. We swung from ropes and all of that stuff. But, you know, uh, we used to climb up a rope to see how high we can get up in a tree. And then when you got tired, you had to slide down. Mm -hmm. And there's a method for coming down that rope so where you don't burn your hands. Now, people will hold on to that rope and slide, even though it's burning, even though it's hurting. They're saying, well, I don't want to hit the ground hard. That's why I have to stop myself here. Mm. But it would have been just easier to let go of the rope so you don't suffer the burns on your hand. Mm. And for a lot of individuals, those family seekers are continuing to put burns in people because you're still holding on to things. Mm-hmm. So I want to go ahead and jump into the uh, some scripture real quick. We all, especially those who were raised in the church, I'm sure you are familiar with um, the book of Luke chapter eight, verse 17. And basically that applies to that which is done in the dark will come to the light. And so um, eventually secrets do come out. And so I want you to keep that in mind. But as God woke me up at one o'clock in the morning, and I keep saying that because Lord knows I love my sleep, but I do know that it's God when I'm not able to sleep. He either want me to pray or I'm getting to my word or something. But this is what God shared with me. And I was like, wow, I never would have thought about this like this. Um, And I will say this. It is my belief that secrets are derived from sin. It is my belief that secrets are derived from sin. So think about the secret in your family and trace it back to one of the Ten Commandments. How does one of the Ten Commandments apply to the family secret? Now, like we said, I mean, I, I when I thought about this, I know of a family secret that if it, I know of a family secret, you know, not just mine. And I'm not talking about, again, from a counseling perspective. I'm talking about these are just friends and family. But of a family secret that if the individual truly knew the truth, 
it, yeah, it's going to cause some damage and it's going to cause, you know, some harm. However, I had to take that family secret. So what we asked that family secret that's in the forefront of your head, take it and apply it to one of the Ten Commandments. Now, the Ten Commandments is located in the book of Exodus, for those who are not familiar, um, in chapter 20. Now, um, commandment number six, does that secret, is it tied to somebody who killed somebody? Now, that's Exodus chapter 20, verse 13, for example. Is the Is the family secret connected to someone who committed adultery? So that's a uh, commandment number seven. And that comes from Exodus 20 and 14, this family secret. Maybe it has something to do with somebody who stole something. Commandment number eight <laughs> coming from Exodus 20 and verse 15. And then we all know when you keep a secret, especially when somebody get to asking questions, who all is lying to keep this secret? Okay, that's commandment number nine coming from verse number 16. Now, with this secret, did someone covet something that wasn't theirs? And we have to understand, that's why I believe the word of God tells us we need to be careful when we covet what it is that our neighbor have, our you know family, whatever the case may be. When we're coveting what someone else had, we have to understand what that coveting, if we allow it to get too far, that leads to one of the um, other additional sins. And so that is number 10, um, the 10th sin, which is in verse 17. So the family secret that you know of, Nine times out of 10 is rooted in sin. So this is my thing. Why, if it's if it's okay to have a family secret, why do people work so hard to keep the secret? It's crazy. Nine times out of 10, people work harder to keep something going. Like how growing up, some of y'all maybe, maybe heard this. I remember my mom used to say this. If you lie, you have to, create another lie to cover the first lie. Then here's the third lie that's covering the first and the second lie. And you basically just continue in lying. And so generally when a family secret starts to rear its ugly head, you have people in the family to get mad about it. They get mad at the person that's asking the questions. Well, why are you asking that? Why don't you leave well enough alone? That's some of the things that, you know, you hear some of the country folks say, leave well enough alone. Leave that, uh, that bone buried. Why, why is it that individuals work so hard to keep a family secret that is actually destroying? Now, can you can attest to this? <laughs> we watch TV from time to time. Sometimes we don't feel like doing anything. So we'll binge watch a show or whatever the case may be. Um, sometime I'm on social media and I see someone talking about a show and uh, we'll go ahead and we'll watch it. There is this show called uh, The Kings of Napa and it's on the Oprah Winfrey Network, the own network. And the premise of this show is this family has a horrible, would you say horrible, baby? Yeah. They have a horrible family secret. And mm. this is what I thought about when I thought about tonight's topic that has been kept for years. I'm telling you, the secret isn't revealed. What you would say in the first show? Yeah. The, that the secret come out and it is a mouth dropper. First or second, somewhere up in there. But yeah. Oh, it, my God. Yeah. Like, I had to pause the show and look at my husband and say, baby. 
Did they say what I just think they said? Let me go ahead and rewind it back. Again, it is called the Kings of Napa on the Oprah Winfrey Network, so the OWN Network. And so with this family secret, it has been kept so strong. And there were individuals within the family who knew about the secret. And it ended up being the death of a prominent loved one in the family. And boom, somehow this secret just exploded and it came out. So the outcome is is horrible in this case because this been, I think the, the young lady that it involved, she may be 24, 25 years old. And so it's hurtful and it rocks the entire family. But I set up and I thought about this as I was thinking about that show. What would have happened if when the incident that occurred and when it happened, if the truth would have came out at that time. See, we have to understand, and this is how I look at it. When you have a family secret, you may as well take a bottle of soda and that's highly carbonated and just shake it and shake it and shake it. And yeah, it may go flat over the years, but you shake it. Guess what? When you open it, the things are going to explode. So why not just deal with whatever the thing is at that time? Why have 20 plus years to allow the secret to fester? And this is what it made me think about. We just did a show not too long ago that's called Generational Curses, Family is Family. Now I see why a lot of uh, families are not as tight as they used to be because there are so many families that are deeply rooted in so many spider webs of family secrets. Mm -hmm. So in order to break, like really, these secrets got to come to the surface. They have to be discussed. The top conversations have to be had. And things like that, or your family's going to continue to divide. You can't just say, oh, that's your blood and slap a bandaid on it. No, it's some people walking around here hurt. And it may be an individual to say, listen, I've been asking people for years. Like, and I came to y'all and I asked, and who all knew about this secret? That's the first question somebody asked. Well, who all knew about this secret? And then once the individual find out who all knew about it and worked so hard to keep it a secret, then guess what? You've broken trust within the individual. And then other family members are looking like, wait a minute, if y'all been lying about this family secret, what else y'all lying about? And so the whole family is of discourse and disarray because of a family secret that the family worked so hard to quote unquote, protect the family name, if you will, even if it's worth protecting. So to quote unquote, protect the family name instead of walking in truth within your family so that you can build a solid structure. So this is a generational curse. Like Kenya was saying, where strongholds is kept on that family in a negative way. The devil is all up and through that. So that's something to consider and think about. And I think that's one thing that we all have to uh, really take a deeper dive into when it comes to family secrets. Uh, a lot of them are uh, rooted in sin, and we know that the enemy uh, brings that in. There's been a lot of things that have gone on in families that I think individuals didn't um, just do for the heck of it. It all had to do with the enemy and and the power that he has with individuals to not let God's people manifest the way that God wants them to. We say it all the time on the show. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He doesn't attack you unless there is something that's going to be birthed out of you that's going to go towards the benefit of the kingdom. Mm. So if he can do something early on to get you separated from God, listen to what I'm saying. If he can do something early on to get you separated from God and put you out of God's will and keep your family from having that uh, legacy that God meant for them, he's going to do it. Mm -hmm. And he proves it to us 
right in Genesis. When you go to Genesis, the third chapter, and it's talking about the fall of man. Most of us know this very, very well. Uh, but I want to go to um, the second verse of the third chapter. I'm going to read down the ways and I'm going to show you something. It says, the woman said to the serpent, we may not eat from the uh, tree in the midst of the garden. But God did say you must not eat from the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. And then this is when the serpent came in and says, you will not certainly die. The serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Now, the six verses where it comes in at. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and she ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Mm -hmm. That's a secret right there. Mm -hmm. She gave him the fruit and never said that she had a conversation with the serpent. Mm -hmm. So because of that, look all the things that came up on Adam and Eve after that. Mm -hmm. We have to understand that sometimes when we're faced with secrets right off the bat, if we just go ahead and get it out there, right. maybe we don't have to suffer consequences later on. Mm -hmm. Now, I also want to do this and say this. Once again, I'm not playing devil, devil's advocate. You have to be that individual that goes through prayer to decide if you want to bring forth a secret, let somebody know something, whatever the case may be. You have to weigh all those things out. The thing that we have to understand is that we're all human beings and nobody is perfect. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people choose to hold secrets because that's all that they know. That's all they've been shown. We've been saying it before. We, this is our family. We don't put our business outside these doors. Hmm. We keep it in-house. Don't tell nobody else this, that, and the other. And, some, and that sometimes can really hurt people. Yeah, it can really hurt people. Mm -hmm. But if you decide to come forth and and uh, have a conversation about a family secret, and by no means are the king saying you, hey, go bust everything wide open. Oh, yeah, when you're saying that. You, you, you better use some prayer. And wisdom. And wisdom. You that better have some, some maturity from it. And right. you, you got to have some forgiveness in your heart if you decide to go there. Because if you're going to deal with it, there's going to have to be some forgiveness. Yeah. You can't bust the secret wide open and then talk about, well, oh, now I'm going to set you up for failure, this, that, and the other. If you want to deal with it so that everybody can move on, then there's got to be some forgiveness that's there because a lot of people are involved in family secrets and it's just by ignorance. Mm -hmm. They didn't know any better. Hmm. They did the best they could with what they had. So when mom and dad said, hey, uh, whatever happens in this house stays in this house as a child, you picked up on that because you thought, well, that's mom and daddy. That's what they said. Evidently, it must be right. So when you came down the line and had a family, you did the exact same thing. Mm. Not realizing you're hurting. Right. The family. And so we have to take that into account as well. It is easy to sit behind a microphone or a TV or something of that nature and tell people what they should do. But when it actually comes to applying some things, it can be very difficult. And we understand that. But when it comes down to these generational curses, when is enough enough? Mm -hmm. When is enough enough? Mm -hmm. And that's the thing we have to take a look at. And so let me go into this piece here. We talked about that there's a good chance that every family has some type of secret, uh, both good and bad. Mm. All right. Um, we have to understand that when we hold secrets, it can do a lot of things to different people, mm -hmm. depending on those individuals. One of those things that we have to understand is that sometimes when you hold family secrets, it leads to a lack of knowledge. Mm. And the Bible says my people perish 
from a lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. See, when you don't talk about the fact that some of the great greats that went on before us, uh, there was a history of cancer there. Then you wonder why cancer keeps popping up in your family. Mm -hmm. Nobody said anything about it. If we get it out there early, maybe people will get screened early. Maybe they'll change diets. Maybe they'll be healthier, whatever the case may be. It could break a generational curse. We have to understand that when you keep secrets in there, sometimes it leads to a loss of trust. That's true. Well, you were the person that was supposed to be my husband, my wife, my mom, my dad. You knew this all along. And you go wait till I'm 30, 40, 50. I got to find out about somebody else. How can I trust you? Mm -hmm. The loss of trust is there. It can present anxiety and behavioral health issues in individuals. Mm. You know, y'all knew this individual was a rapist. Yes, y'all put him around the the sons and daughters and knew that he was doing that. Now everybody has anxiety and, and behavioral health issues because they've undergone some type of harsh treatment through rape or molestation or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. Bringing on those behavioral health issues. Uh, it leads to shame. Not from the person that's keeping the secret or the person that did something. What about the person that was affected? Mm. I'm ashamed of that now. Now, because this happened to me, I'm blaming myself. Right. How can I be a an example, a 30-year-old man that was uh, molested by a family friend, and I'm carrying the shame around because I'm torn between being straight and being gay, and, and I'm the one to shame when really it should be on somebody else. Right. Now you cause me to be in a predicament where I don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. Then the next thing is that sometimes, once again, people blame themselves for stuff that's not their fault. Mm-hmm. When you were a child, if you was molested, that wasn't your fault. You didn't know. Right. When you were a lone lady and you were told that in order for someone to love you, like you, this is what you had to do to please them from a sexual standpoint. Hey, you're blaming yourself from that, but somebody else put that trash in your head. Right. Then what we have to understand is this. It, it just leads to a continuation of the generational curse. Mm-hmm. At some point, it's got to break. Now, I want to say this. Um, the reality of all of this is that some people are going to have family secrets and they go take them to the grave. Right. It's just a fact. Now, the thing is, even in that case, what can you do as an individual to break that generational curse? At some point, you have to get to that point where you say enough's enough. I learned about this. I think this is happening. I'm going to put some things in action because from my family on, this will not be happening. Yeah. So um, what I wanted to do is I wanted to go back to something that Kenya said. And so. Sin is a choice. Going back to Genesis, what Kenya was talking about, sin is a choice. Yes, uh, Eve decided, you know, she chose to give, she wanted, she disobeyed God and she chose to give um, the, 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 whatever she gave. Cause most people say apple and we know when we really, really get into the word of God, it wasn't even no apple. So, <laughs> so we would lie to about that. But anywho, it was a choice. And so the thing is, what we have to understand is when someone choose to sin, even though they say, well, that's my business. Why well, I ain't going to be sitting up here telling, you know, my business and can't nobody make me tell it. Well, you got to understand it. Yes, it very well may be your business, but who is connected to that sin of what you did? Mm. Because it don't only just affect you. Like Kenya said, it affected Adam. And then they got cursed. And then you got their doggone kids, uh, Cain and Abel. We was talking about that not too long ago in one of the shows. They out here acting a whole fool and act like they wasn't raised better. It, and then it started to affect the generations going forward. So what I want to do, because Kenya kind of, you know, gave uh, uh, examples. 
And I had some examples right here. And like I said, we just kind of want to take our time before we really get into how to really work and change the generational curses. Um, This website, mentalhealth.net, I thought it to be um, amazing what I was reading on this site. So we got to give credit where credit is due. This, what I'm about to share, comes from mentalhealth.net. And it said, here are seven examples of what family secrets look like. And so this is being read from their site. So example number one of a family secret, as Kenya was saying, a child is not told that he is not the biological son of his father who actually adopted him when he was born. However, he appears in um, in a photograph with his parents on the day they were married. So maybe you all, as I'm reading through these, maybe you have some secrets that are similar. Secret number two, a young woman is raped when she is in college. She keeps this a secret from her family, friends, and the police. The secret stays with her for 10 years before she finally reveals it to her therapist. Um, Example number three, a father of young children has a dark secret known by no one but his wife. He wears women's underwear. And y'all may think this is comical, like what? Say what? But hey, it happens for real. He wears women's underwear under his clothes. He hides this when he is out of the house, but the underwear shows when he is at home. He and his wife deny the fact that everyone in the family probably suspects what he is doing. Let me keep going. Number four, two sons are raised by their mother after she divorced their father. A curtain of secrecy is kept by the mother about um, about this so that the two boys never learn much about their father or his family. Later in life, the older of the boys, now men, meets the father and his family, never telling his younger brother or his mother. That one right there is very common. Keep going. Number five, a woman knows she's adopted by her parents and she... Um, Adopted, a woman knows she is adopted, but her parents fail to tell her that her biological mother is alive and has made inquiries about her because she wanted to meet her. Number six, a woman has altered, alternated between two men who she dated for many years. The man she finally married and the former boyfriend who she couldn't give up. Although the two men know each other, the husband is unaware that his wife meets the other man at least twice per week. She cannot bear the thought of giving up either man, either man. Number seven, a wife has good reason to believe that her family is financially secure because her husband is a very successful businessman. What she does not know is that he has a gambling addiction and they are on the verge of bankruptcy because of the enormous gambling debts that he has accumulated. Now, these are just seven examples. And that last one is very common. It does not come out into the end where it really damages the loved ones. But the truth about family lineages in most families, um, it is known, for example, like my I'm a get is good, especially during this time, this month that we are in. So again, the truth about family lineages is most families, it is known, for example, that the raping of slaves was common during slavery. That was taught. Everybody know that. So why do descendants of slave owners lie to keep the rapists displayed in high regard and honor when the truth that, um, that this was not the case? 
They were, they were not, shouldn't be kept in high regard. They were rapists because the family is rooted in sin. We don't understand how this really affects families. So why are we fighting so hard to make thing, make something appear to be something that it actually is not using that last example, especially being in the month that we're in right now, my husband can tell you, I've been working on family ancestry and looking at the family tree. I could trace, yep, this person was Caucasian. This person was a slave. This person in my family, this is where the uh, the Indian, the Creek Nation comes from, you know, and things like that. I'm looking at it on the family tree. You can look at my complexion and see I am very light-skinned with a red undertone. Somewhere in my family is some white, and nine times out of ten, the truth um, is, some, you know, an ancestor was raped or whatever by a slave owner. Somewhere it had to derive from somewhere is what I'm saying. So we need to really, I believe in my, my opinion, stop working so hard to keep these secrets a secret because those of us generations down the line, and I'll share this with you as I was doing ancestry, because people like to say, for example, well, let that secret uh, die. Let it stay where it is. No, (laughs) because it's hurting generations down the line. When I was doing ancestry, I discovered that I am six generations. Now think about this. I am six generations from a slave. Okay. Um, now when you look at most people, especially on social media, they will have and and talk about how they're so happy to have five living generations. That's like a blessing to have five living generations in their lineage. So if you add one more person, then the other person is older than the the fifth oldest person in my family was a slave. So we can't keep continuing. I refuse to keep continuing to act like this thing don't exist. Matter of fact, I'm working so hard on ancestry for our family and giving access to our children so they know who their family members are. There are some, you're hurt. This is one of the biggest worries I say when it comes to family seekers, especially with things like this, what I'm talking about is when you have your child that marries a half sister or brother that they didn't know was they half sister or brother, or they marry a first cousin or whatever the case may be all because of family secrets. I told our children, I want you to know who your people are. All you got to do is go to this tree, search the person's name. And if they're kin to us, you will know because what comes out of, I'm going to ask Kenya, what comes out of an individual who marries their half sister? What are some of the potentials when they start a family? Oh yeah, they they say there's going to be all types of health issues, potential mental health issues, and things of that nature. Yes. So with that being said, the secret is not just with you, Pooh. <laughs> this secret could potentially destroy your future grandchild. Your first grandchild could be born with a lot of difficulties because you're holding on to the fact that your child whom you say you love, just married a half-brother, and you can't bring it to yourself to tell the truth about this family secret. It is very damaging. Yeah, you know, we have to understand that family secrets, uh, it's it's an inherited thing. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that, you know, sometimes we'll say that, well, mom and dad never talked about certain issues, so, you know, we're not going to talk about that uh, either. Mm-hmm. Uh, even sometimes it can break down, they can become a traditional type thing, but the things that you're being taught. 
Uh, you're taught how to do things in a certain way or in a certain manner because that's the way the great, great, greats did it. And we just keep passing it all the way down. Right. Then we have to get down to that point where we have to understand that sometimes when it comes to family uh, secrets, um, there's an unawareness of them. Mm-hmm. That there is, you know, things that people two or three generations ago, you know, know about, but that that uh, fourth and fifth generation doesn't know. Mm. And then when it comes forward, then it's like, you know, uh, everything breaks loose at that point and, and it can cause a rift that's there. Right. And that's why we say if you choose to divulge a family secret, you have to be able to do it decisively. You got to be in prayer. You got to handle it from a mature aspect. Get some help. Because counseling pastor. it's going to stir some stuff up. That's I'm true. telling you. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be mature and, and seek uh, God in if you're going to decide to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that I want to really be able to bring out is people feel as though, well, I don't need to let a family secret out because I can heal on my own. Mm. Wow. And in some cases, that may be true. Maybe you find out something that you heard about the family. You do a little research and it seems like it's being true. Maybe you pray about that thing. Maybe you see your pastor. Maybe you go to a counselor or whatever or another resource that helps you overcome that. That could be very true. But for a lot of individuals, that's not the case. Right. And one of the things we have to look at from a generational standpoint, when it comes to family, cur- uh, generational curses and family secrets, a lot of times when you find out that secret and that person starts having these behavioral health issues, you hold on to that and you don't go get the help that you need. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yes, some people may be able to get over some things on their own. Other people can't. Mm-hmm. And so you have to turn to an appropriate resource that may be able to help you with that. But, you know, doing so tells you that you're going to have to open your mouth. Right. You got to open your mouth in front of that pastor. You open your mouth in front of that counselor. You know, when it comes to counselors, uh, they're, they're bound by uh, HIPAA. Uh, confidentiality and things of that nature. So, you know, what's said between you and that individual in some cases, unless it involves some uh, other things, uh, it could be, you know, kept between those two individuals. Mm-hmm. But but the key thing is there is that you have to be able to say something for yourself. Right. If, if you don't want to bring your family secret out and because you're worried about hurting other individuals, help yourself. Right. Help your own family. Help your own kids. Because at some point, like I said before, it has to stop. Right. How many more times do we need to see that from generation to generation to generation, uh, we have individuals that are continuing to live with diabetes and all these other diseases. And only thing we know that we got to do is start changing diet to a point. Right. Eating healthier, making better choices and things. How much more do we have to keep people living in poverty? Where did this start from? Well, so-and-so jumped out on a business venture. He thought selling drugs was going to be the thing. And because of that, everybody else down the line has kind of fell into that. Right. When are you going to break it? Mm-hmm. It starts with you. Mm-hmm. So this is what I'll tell you. Like I said, we're not the ones that come up and say, hey, run out there and tell all your family secrets. What we're going to say is, when are you going to stop it? Mm-hmm. If you decide to deal with it on your own, can you do that so that your generation, starting right now, gets a, a clean state? Mm-hmm. It gets a new start. Right. It gets a chance for that uh, your children's children children to have a legacy mm-hmm. and and build them uh, something that uh, they have something forward to look forward to. Right. And they can look back on great great uncle this day, a great great granddaddy this set this up for us, and now we're re- we're reaping the blessings of it. Right. And the reason why so many generational curses continue to run downhill is because the enemy is still being able to walk through a door. 
Right. I'm going to say that again. The enemy is still being able to walk through a door because people are opening that door. Mm, they're leaving it open. They're leaving it open. They're opening it. We need to shut that thing, nail it up, seal it off, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. so that your children's children's children aren't affected by the sin of someone else way down the line. Right. Now, we know God can do it seemingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Mm-hmm. We will quote those scriptures and put it to practice whenever we say it's good for us. But when it comes to dealing with something hard like this, then all of a sudden we don't know that no more. Right. <laughs> Wow. We want to pick and choose when we want to let God in to do something. Mm. If you believe he can do a ceiling and bounty, that that's in all things. Right. Because the Bible even said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mm-hmm. I can't do nothing by myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we need to let God get in the midst of breaking these generational curses. Um, and so chains are broken. Right. So people are set free. People are healed. They're delivered. We have to understand that this is more than just about you. Right. Right. It's about your lineage, and we want our lineage to thrive and have what God has set up for us. Right. And so I'm going to sit up here and say this because this, you know, this was just dropping my spirit as my husband was talking. And it just appears like we will definitely be doing a part two to this show because I know I'm only halfway through my notes that I have. But I want to have a transparency moment, if you will. For those of you who have been listening to us for some time, you know that Kenya and I, um, we blended our family. He had a daughter. For those of you who are new, he had a daughter when we got married. I had a son. Now, this is the thing that I find to be very interesting in both of our cases. We were both lied on by the other parent about like how bad of a parent we was and, you know, all these different things when it came to the children that we came into the marriage with. Right. And so as my husband was saying, I never wanted, for example, me, I'll speak about me. I never wanted nothing to be a secret from um, our oldest son, the one that I came into the marriage with. So when he would ask questions and he started asking at the age of nine, he had questions like, you know, we never. Now, one thing Kenya and I never did, and I thank God for this, is we never bashed or said anything negative about the other parent of my son or his daughter that we came into the marriage with in front of the children. Any conversation that we had that had any type of negative connotation was behind closed doors between Kenya and I. However, when our oldest son, you know, I remember we was at this time station at Fort Campbell, Kentucky. He was nine years old and he's, he asked some questions. So what I did is I, I, I share with him on his level because somebody's probably wrestling with this right now. I share with him on his level what I felt he could understood. And I told him, when you get older, I will share some more with you. Then he asked again at 13, I because he was a little more mature. By the time he was 17, yes, he wasn't grown, but a lot of people that have met our children personally say what the old folks say, and they say the same thing about Kenya and I. We have an old soul. So I told him my truth, and I encouraged him to go and have a conversation with his biological father. Well, Shan, well, why did you do that? You the mother, you didn't have to do that. That's your business that you could have kept to yourself. No, it wasn't my business to keep to myself because my son had questions and I did not want the enemy to, or give any, leave a door open as my husband was just saying to come in. So my son, so our oldest son, because our children, we don't say half stepping all that kind of stuff. These are our kids once we got married at the end of the day. Our oldest son, he 
I didn't want him to feel like he had any void or lack or, you know, it was something that he done because that's generally what children feel. I didn't want him to grow up feeling any type of way, you know what I'm saying, in a negative connotation or for the enemy, the devil, to have any control of him. Some parents right now, single parents, those who are married, those who are in blended marriages, you are wrestling with this. Same thing with my husband. He can speak for himself, but... He had, he was able to have the conversation with our oldest daughter, the one he came to the marriage with. And although all these things that were said about him negative over the years, God, God, okay, allowed the truth to be told that which is done in the dark chapter of Luke chapter 18, verse 17 will come to the light. You see what I'm saying? I knew the type of character that my my husband was. I knew he was paying his child support. I knew how hard he was fighting to be in our oldest daughter's life. And the lies that was spoken against him hurt me. But guess what I did as a wife? I prayed. There's a wife in a situation this right now. God's allowed me to speak about it. I prayed and said, God, please allow the truth to be told. My husband... And our older daughter is, is they have a beautiful relationship. I have a beautiful relationship with our older son. We have a beautiful relationship as a family. And we're not trying to front for y'all because y'all know we don't do that. But I want to be transparent. What would it look like if Kenya would have held secrets and said that it was none of our daughter's business and I would have held secrets and said it was none of our son's business? It is their business because it directly affects them and their maturity and their growth and things like that. So keep that in mind, please. Yeah. And I want to throw this in here, uh, you know, very quickly as we uh, get ready to leave the show. I said it earlier in the show. We'll continue to say it. There is no family that is without secrets and generational curses and things of that nature. True. Even Jesus's family has some bad apples in it. Come on now. Mm. All the way back down to Rahab, coming all the way up through David. Mm -hmm. There were individuals that did things that were less desirable. There were secrets and things that were there. So why do I say that? I'm going to say that because of this. A secret does not define who you are as an individual. Mm. A secret does not define who you are as a child of God. Mm -hmm. When these secrets and things are, are being held and you find out certain things, what we have to do is we have to learn how to separate. Right. Separate some of those things. Maybe a person didn't know any better. Maybe they committed the sin at that time and they didn't they didn't know what they were doing in a sense. Mm -hmm. Maybe they were never taught. Maybe they were ignorant to the fact. Or maybe they knew and they just did what they could, what they knew how to do at that time. Right. And that's why forgiveness has to come into in, into that. So what I will tell you is don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Mm -hmm. When when you give a baby a bath, you let that water run down the tub or you pour it in the sink, whatever the case, you don't throw the baby out too. Mm -hmm. If you go in the refrigerator and the milk is spoiled, you don't clean out the whole refrigerator. You just throw away the spoiled milk. Right. You deal with the thing that's bad. So in this, for those individuals that may have secrets that are out there, or maybe you found out a secret that was in the family and it's hurt you mm -hmm. and you're having a hard time dealing with that. That secret does not define you. Right. God knew you yet when you were in your mother's room, a mm -hmm. uh, womb. But with that, you have to understand that just because there's a secret, just because you were hurt, just because somebody sinned, don't throw it all away. Right. Because the God didn't do that to us. Mm -hmm. He saw fit that even though the world was full of sin, that he came here to give his life so that we can have everlasting life. Right. And so a sin that someone did in the family that kept a secret is not going to deter God from loving you. Right. It's not Amen. going to deter God from giving you 
what he wants you to have in abundance for you and your family. Mm-hmm. That's what the devil does. Mm-hmm. That's what the enemy does. Come he on. steals, kills, and destroys. And right now, family secrets and things of that nature, even when they come out sometimes, the, the enemy just wants to see what they can destroy. Mm. But can we hold some things together? Can we pray about some things? Can we have forgiveness there so that we can say that, yeah, even though this bad happened, that doesn't define me. Right. If I was raped as a child, that wasn't my, my fault. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to sit here and just let that be a, a victim mentality. Mm-hmm. I know who my father is. He Come says on. that I'm the head not to tell. I'm above and not believe. And if I was broke, I may be broke now, but I'm looking forward to having that that cattle on, on a thousand hills. Mm-hmm. A thousand. How I messed that you scripture right. up. No, you got but it. You got it. <laughs> that's what we got to look forward to. Mm-hmm. It's not about all the bad. Quit throwing the baby out with the bath water. Mm-hmm. If something bad happened in the family, deal with that. Move on, because you have to know who you are, and you have to know whose you are. That is true. That is so true. That is so true. And so we will definitely, uh, like we said, not rush this topic because it is one that could be. Very very sensitive. And like Kenya was saying, there is no family without secrets. Trust and believe when we tell you this. And so what we really want to do is continue on with this um, next week. No, actually it'd been a couple of weeks, but we're going to continue on to do a part two to this. And so um, with that being said, we'll pick up, you know, where we left off. What we encourage you all to do is um, contact us, go to our website, marriagemondayswiththekings.com. Click on the, um, contact us tab, send a message. If you want to share your story, if you want us to share your story and you give permission, um, we don't have to mention your name. Um, maybe you could share for some people to see on the flip side, how maybe a family secret has, you know, it, it set you aback. That's what I'm going to say. It didn't keep you back, just like Kenya said. It was a setback. Yeah, it was a setback, a temporary setback. And maybe you want to share as a testimony to someone else. You know, hey, if we always say this. If you want us to share your name or just your first name or whatever, then we could do that as well um, because we just want to be example for others. And so we will be coming back next week in the United States is a uh, federal holiday. So Uh y'all know what that means. When when the uh, federal employees are off, the kings are off. <laughs> so we will be coming back um, to do a part two of this show because it's very important and we have a lot of other things to continue to talk about. So let me let you all know that that concludes our show for tonight. We want to let you know about our amazing sponsors. We have Christian Humor for slash Inspiration. This is a group that is designed to uplift, inspire, and bring humor to everyday life in a Christian way. If you're in a social media, please check them out simply by going to search them on Facebook at Christian Humor forward slash inspiration. Then we have hope, which is helping our patriots evolve. This is space for our veterans and their loved ones to come and feel like they are accepted and understood. Veterans around the globe suffer every day from a pain they cannot escape. Hope offers encouragement for those who are searching for a place to connect. Let us be a supportive resource as you travel along your journey. Hope is not for mental health services. For that, you will have to find a supportive mental health resource within your community or at your local Veteran Health Administration. For more information, please visit their website at hopeveteranstrong.com. Are you looking to buy or sell a home? Prolific moves start here with Prolific Realty. Visit their website at www.prolificrealtors.com or call Alexis White at 254 702 
Thank you guys so much. If you have any comments, if you have any topics that you would like to be discussed or anything of that nature, please go to our website. If you would like to get caught up on our Generational Curse series, all of our content is located on Marriage Mondays with the Kings YouTube channel. So simply go there, search the topic, boom, you got it. Or go to our website, marriagemondayswiththekings.com. We want to thank you so much for joining us. And we ask that you be back with us in two weeks on Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And as always, keep it locked right here on KRGN 98.5 FM, The The Rock. Rock.